This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. From Studio A at Trine University, this is Trine Talk. It's Trine Talk for the first week of October. My guest is admissions counselor Sloan Davis. Sloan, how are you? I'm doing great. Excited to be here. Oh, it's good to catch up with you. It's been fun working with you the last couple of months. The The relationship between admissions and all of the different, apart, different departments around the college, uh, that probably keeps you busy, doesn't it? It does, especially since I that's my favorite part of the job, really. I love getting to know the professors because I'm a student. I was a student here, so to get them know in a professional setting is so exciting. How did you uh, end up at Trine as an undergrad? It was July before my freshman year of college, and I just decided I wanted a smaller atmosphere that allowed me to try new things, but also continue my soccer career. I was a goalie here, and so I decided late in the game to come to Trine. I was presented the opportunity, and I said, "Yeah, why not? Where'd you go to high school? Olivet High School. So you're from Olivet? I am. And then you matriculated at Trine for four years. How'd your soccer career go? It went great up until my junior year. I got a concussion that kind of took me out, which, however, allowed me to play tennis. So I played tennis here as well. Oh, you switched over to tennis. I did. How about that? Uh, do you like Hope Solo? I'm not a fan, no. Why not? A little difference between uh, cocky and confident, and I think she errs on the side of cocky. She's pretty bold, I'll tell you. And, She's uh, bold. She uh, has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. She's also one of the most decorated goalies in U.S. soccer history. She is. So you take the good with the bad. Mm -hmm. um, she's annoying. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, isn't she? at the end of the day, she's just kind of annoying. At the end of the day, I'm glad that she ended her career with the U.S. Women's National Team, and I'm very excited to see the future of them. But I also love the – I watched, actually, reruns of Brianna Scurry, who was part of the, mm -hmm. I think, 99 Olympic gold team maybe or world cup team uh, that's my favorite like Mia Hamm uh, Brianna Scurry those are the two that have always stuck out in my head were you upset about the pay gap for the team USA women um, that became a big narrative this summer uh, obviously they're killing everybody they don't make as much money as the men do the men are horrible mm -hmm. um, it seems like the women should get paid at least as much or more than the men do and then you hear the, the facts about how much men's soccer brings in compared to how much women's soccer brings in and that the women actually were getting a higher percentage than the men were. It's a complicated issue. I don't know what the answer is. Were you annoyed by the women uh, not getting paid as much as the men, or did you not think that was a big deal? I think it's a big deal in all assets, mm -hmm. facets of society right, right now. But with the women, I read an article that actually said they brought in more jersey sales than the men. So from my point of view and the very little I know, I think U.S. should pay the women more than the men. But from a FIFA standpoint, I think that's another argument and another conversation to talk about. Yeah, who's buying men's USA soccer jerseys? <laughs> I, I can't believe they sell any. I don't think they are anymore. I mean, you see, it's really cool to see because like now I walk around and little boys are mm -hmm. wearing – you know, Alex Morgan mm. and uh, Allie Krieger jerseys, and that is so amazing to me. That never would have happened when I was a kid. Oh, no. 
That that is a big deal that well, you point out. When I was a kid, even I was wearing, um, I was wearing the U.S. Men's National sure. Team. So even to see that switch, and I was born in '94, mm-hmm. so in 15 short years, that switch has been amazing. I follow your Twitter, and you get political on there. Um, you have some opinions about politics, and um, it makes it interesting to read your Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, how closely do you follow politics, and, and how important is all of that to you? I think it's important just to stay educated sure. to some degree. But for me, I don't know. I just like to keep keep updated. I'm not somebody to – well, if you follow my Twitter, you know which way I probably stand. But I'm very open-minded. So I like to really share those, those articles just to get conversation going. I just was watching uh... – one of the news channels this morning and one of the debates was that they should just shut Trump's Twitter down. Like Twitter should shut off his account. Uh, He, you know, allegedly lies on there all the time and and is hurtful with his, his free speech. Um, I have a little bit of trouble with the idea. Think what you want about Trump, but the idea of shutting off his Twitter, um, you know, you don't agree necessarily with what everybody Mm -hmm. has to say, but, they still have a right to say it up to a point of when it's causing real harm to people, I guess. Yes. Do you think they should tr- shut off President Trump's Twitter? No. You know, the whole right freedom of speech, I think that you should never shut somebody down, especially because what he's saying, it's causing anger, but I don't think he's right now, his Twitter is harming people. I do think some of the things he says on national television can go as harming people but twitter is twitter and i don't think you should ever use that as a reliable news source that's just how i view it though uh yeah yes, <laughs> i definitely I mean, see you'd your be point. amazed that some of the people my age that that's the only news source they use uh, i gotta tell you sloan it's where i get a lot of my news too and it's mm-hmm. something i struggle with because i like twitter i also hate twitter mm-hmm. um so it's a love-hate relationship I, I like to be able to scan through and see what's going on it's very quick um you know if there's a if I follow a feed that I think is credible and there's a preview to a story, I can click into that story. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're okay that way. Yes. Um, but the discernment, the power of discernment that you need as a citizen today to be able to figure out what's real and what's not real, it's tough, especially for kids, right? Oh, my gosh. I have to. I try to personally make sure I check at least six news sources, mm-hmm. um, three within and three out of the United States. Because it's interesting to see other countries' perspective on what's happening. And even when those, you know, no news source is ever 100% completely unbiased, um, it's still interesting to see what, you know, BBC or even, I'll even go to like New Zealand. Some of their news articles are interesting to read because you don't hear a lot about that country. So to see what they're reading and posting about the United States is very interesting and fun. I want to bring you in because I admire you, Um, I admire your energy. And your positivity, when I see you on campus, you just exude the kind of rep that you'd want Trine University to have. It's, it's a positive outlook. It's optimistic. It's friendly. It's uh, welcoming. I think you're a perfect fit for an admissions counselor. But when did you know that that was a direction that you could take with a career? When I knew I didn't want to teach history to, <laughs> right. to high schoolers. Uh, it was probably my senior year. I started giving tours two years prior, and I just had that natural charisma with families. Mm-hmm. I, To me, I understand people. 
I like to hear what they have to say. And each family choosing a university is they have a different reason from the next. You know, somebody wants to come play football. Somebody really wants to be an engineer. Somebody just knows they have to go to college, and they like the atmosphere here. So each person's a little bit different. And for me to be able to talk to them about that when I was in college was great. And so I actually went and worked at a different university for a little bit and then came back. And it's been wonderful. Where'd you go? Manchester. I didn't university. know that. Oh, you went to Manchester? I wow. did. And <laughs> I lived in Fort Wayne. I'm from a small town. So living in a quote unquote city was unique and a great experience. The social media outlets that we have at Trine, you know, I'm on Twitter uh, at Trine Voice if you're not already following. Um, you know, Trine has a million accounts out there and it's all projecting this image of, um, you know, we have a lot to offer. We have a lot to offer folks. When you when you meet people for the first time and they tour campus, what are some things that they're surprised about when they get on campus? So even though we are a smaller Division three, they are surprised at the size of campus. A lot of people who go and visit Division three schools have similar size. We are very long. We have a lot of acreage, and that makes them happy. They are also surprised that we have STEM. We are not really a liberal arts school, but we have the liberal arts. So when students come here and get to continue lacrosse, but they also get to go to a four-year biomedical engineering program, they're very shocked. And a lot of times people will actually tell me they just go down and cross off a list of who has sports and engineering and trines one of the, one of the few in that. Sports is a big deal here. Um, and yes. I, you know, my students, I'd say three out of four of them, it seems like, are involved in a sport. Um, and we have a lot of students here that are interested in hockey. That's a new one that's that's mm -hmm. been brought on. The tumbling is new. When you meet a kid, is the sports one of the ways that we get them in the door first and foremost? Most definitely, sure. first and foremost. Even if they want to continue the sport, most students will come a little bit interested. I'm not sure if I want to, but I've been thinking about it. I work with just Michigan students, and I would say at least 80% are interested in sports in some facet but then once you know how many actually matriculate in is about 40 percent of our student body i love it here you know i've been here for a couple months um try to meet as many people as possible i still don't know everybody that i want to know i don't know the names of all the buildings yet uh, i met taylor mostly i know where best hall is i have one gripe about trying Okay, what is it? I only one. I, I've loved it. I love the love the people. Um, I love um, my students are outstanding. Mm -hmm. But I cannot, for the life of me, understand why the coffee shops close at two p.m. How do you close the coffee shop at two p.m.? Um, you and I drink me coffee both. twenty-four hours a day. Mm -hmm. Two. Yeah. And then I'll notice, like at one forty-eight, that it's one forty-eight. And you have to go and get <laughs> a coffee. I've got a sprint now. I'm close enough to Ford where I can get some, mm -hmm. you know. Um, why do the coffee shops, you're, you're an old timer here in terms of your time at Trine. Why do they close at 2 p.m.? That is a good question because I'm a 24-7 coffee person as well. And it's, I think it just comes down to do they get as much foot traffic in there for the students? And that's their main target. It's probably just the. You know, Classes are pretty much done. They don't have enough, uh, apparently, enough business after 2 p.m. That's what 
Well, classes on that side of campus are pretty much done around 2, 3 o'clock. I got another thing about the coffee shops, which I love, by the way. I think they're outstanding. The gals in there are so sweet, and I love to visit with them and hang out a little bit. Uh, there's no signage. Like, if you came to campus, you'd have no idea we had a coffee shop. They're both downstairs in these buildings. You have are. no idea. Put a sign up. Here's my solution. And tell me what you think. Put some signage up. Promote that you have coffee shops. Maybe you get enough business to stay open past 2 p.m. Maybe. What do you think? I think that from when I was a junior and a senior on campus, it was almost a sweet oasis because the freshmen weren't there yet until second semester. <laughs> Nobody knew about it. So they it. didn't know about it. They didn't know <laughs> about it. You kind of liked it. So the juniors and the seniors, I know, they go down there because they can escape. Um, I still don't think, though, it'd get as much traffic as we think, even with the signage, because a lot of students are either in practice you know, around 3.30, they're getting ready. That's a good point. You know, practice. I just want it all to be about me. Well, And I'd like it to be open after 2. You know what we do in Foreman? <laughs> we have our own coffee pot. Okay. And I am pouring all day. I'll if see somebody you, shuts it off at 3 I'll see you tomorrow at uh, about 3.30 or so, okay? I'm going to Because I'm you know. staying for volleyball tomorrow. I'm going to be okay. here from like 8 a.m. until probably 9 or 10 tomorrow. Volleyball, they've been doing pretty well this year. I'm going to need multiple cups of coffee. Now, I could go over to, uh, was it Kaleo? Calio Cafe. Calio. I always say that you know, wrong. It was actually started by a lady who ran our cafeteria for, I don't know, three, four years. I can go over there. I also have a coffee pot in my office. I, I can fire that up. I like the social aspect. I like to get out of the office and just chat with uh -huh. folks. That's me. And also, the coffee's great. The, the, both of the coffee shops, uh, Centennial and uh, the Bean Counter, mm -hmm. it's pretty good coffee. I mean, I, I'm kind of a coffee snob, and I've been pretty happy with that. Uh, it's just the 2 o'clock thing. Other than that, I'm good. I've been very happy at trying. If you're Other a coffee snob, don't drink the cup in Foreman. It's too watered down. I'll let you <laughs> we are restricted to three scoops, and By that's whom? it. Somebody put a little sticky on it. Oh, come on. And so I, I you know, it's, now it's their world. I'm just living in it. That's outrageous. Yeah, I'm come from my mom. She's a 10-scooper. She's piling it in there. Oh, I made a pot this weekend. My parents came over, and my dad's like, whoa. And I said, you got to learn to hang. <laughs> yeah. You got to come over and drink my coffee. You got to learn to hang. That's the bottom line. She makes it dark. Is it weird to work at Trine? Now that different aspect of having been a student for four years and now you work here, is that cool? Is it weird? What, what has that been like? The first year and a half was weird because a lot of my friends were still on campus. Oh, right. But now that they've graduated and they're gone off and getting jobs, going to grad school, I almost like it more because now I'm getting to pay attention to more of the backside of what goes into this university, which some things are amazing. You don't see it as a student, how much work and effort that the faculty and staff put in. And so to see that, I get to appreciate it as an employee, but because I was a former student, it makes so much more sense to me now. That's awesome. What a, what a great place. I, and, and truly, I was touched um, over the course of my great friend Amy Nichols mm -hmm. uh, passing away um, with the way that Trine handled that. Um, they went out of their way over and over again to help the family out and to be there for them. Um, this week they're going to be dedicating the Writing Center to yes. Dean Nichols, which I think is outstanding. Um, that, to me, opened up a window into what this place is all about. Uh, oh there is gosh. a family aspect that is really appealing not just for workers, but I think for the students too. And mm -hmm. 
that's important. Um, you know, we may not be the biggest. We may not have all of the most fabulous facilities in every single department. Uh, coming from the comm department, we're growing and hungry and lean and mean, and we want, you know, we want to grow. Oh, yeah. Um, and we're, we're promoting to our prospective students the fact that when you come to Trine, you're part of our family, and you're going to get a chance to do things your freshman year that you might have to wait until you're a junior or a senior to do mm-hmm. at a bigger university. And I think that's appealing to some kids. Um, so it's the family aspect. It's the genuine care about people and students. Mm-hmm. I think we have a lot to be proud of. Oh, so I changed majors to, to go along with that. I changed majors second semester of my junior year. And the only reason I graduated a semester late and not a year late was Amy Nichols. She waived all of my prereqs and said, we will get you in these classes. Don't even worry about it. I want to get you out of here and into a job as soon as possible. And I spent many a day in her office where I will still talk with potential comm students, and I will talk about her, and that she has a legacy that almost all of those, all the faculty and staff over there follow and do. And it's so amazing to see something so tragic turn into something beautiful and just growing over there. Like you said, you're hungry for more students, and I think it's because we know how great mm-hmm. of a family and program we have to offer. That's all well said. What are you listening to right now? Uh, we're talking with Sloan Davis. She's on our Try and Talk podcast. Um, in one of my classes, we did a Song of the Summer project where they okay. had to write a review of what they saw, thought the best song of the summer was. Two or three of them picked the Old Town Road. No. Uh, you, you're going to push back on that? I think it's a great catchy song, but I don't think it's the song of the summer. What's the song of the summer, Sloan Davis? I don't listen to too much modern music. You just know it's not that. I just know it's not that. I don't. I must argue though that Lizzo song is. One of the students catchy. had that, and I, I will say to you, I had not heard that, mm-hmm. and we played it in the class, and that is a banger. Truth, truth hurts. Yes, truth hurts. Truth hurts. Yeah, by that's, Lizzo. That, that's a legitimate contender right there. It you got to be honest. I mean that that. <laughs> it was so catchy, and yeah. I sing it for karaoke sometimes if I'm feeling powerful. One of my other students had a song called, um, gosh, what was it called? 40 Ounces and a Pack of Ranch Sunflower Seeds. Do you know that one? That's a song? Oh, it's a song. Bye. Do you know Bye? I don't remember the artist. Oh, my it's, gosh. it's a pretty catchy tune also. Yeah, I have never heard that. That's the thing with the kids. They know, I don't listen, I listen to alternative and indie rock and that kind of thing yeah. a little bit of pop uh, they know a lot of songs that i don't know about it was fun to hear their music because i still love it i love all of it um oh. and it was fun to listen to it i like some of it better than others mm-hmm. uh, but that's pretty good have you seen any movies recently and uh, what have you liked out at the theater i actually haven't i'm a movie buff i have my movies are organized a to z at home but i don't think i've seen a recent movie this summer actually. i went to once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Tarantino movie with Brad Pitt and mm-hmm. um, Leo. Like DiCaprio? Yeah. The man? It was outstanding. I haven't seen that. I, I would highly recommend that one. I go see That's that. the best one I've seen in a while. My wife and I are struggling because the Joker movie comes out. Oh, I want to see And it. I have a 12-year-old, and he is every day saying, Dad, you have to let me see this movie. It looks so good. It's rated R. It looks very disturbing. Joaquin Phoenix is a deranged human being. I mean that in the best possible way. He's a brilliant actor, but he's deranged. Um, 
do I let my 12-year-old go watch the Joker? That's what we're struggling with right now. I think I think you do, but mind you, I don't have children. Yeah. I would take my sister to go see it, though, and she's 13. I would take it to her. I think you, I would talk about it on the way home and maybe monitor a little bit the, the after effects. Yeah. But it's, uh, it looks amazing, and I'm a big superhero, but he's I a villain. But just read a review today. Uh, that stated that it might be the best movie of the year. It looks. I'm a big Joaquin Phoenix. I love Walk the Line. It's one of my oh favorite my gosh, movies, it's so good. Yeah. hands down. So I was very intrigued to see him come up, be a part of this movie. He looks like I expected him to look. Just a lunatic. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I just hope he's okay going at, like going forward. I hope I he's able to jump out of that character. <laughs> um, I did see. I think the most recent movie I see, and it's it's old, is Aquaman. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, you wanted to watch it because of the Game of Thrones guy. I actually just finished Game of Thrones, so I wasn't a Game of Thrones. And you person. hated the last season. I don't really care. I don't have another. I don't have a suggestion to how they would fix it, so I feel like I can't complain. No, but in Twitter, you called it out. Yeah. You said that it was like you had heard. It wasn't that great. And it wasn't, but I can't. The last two episodes were a cluster. It was I think before quick. the last two episodes, I actually will argue that it was pretty good. Um, and I don't spoiler alert. Um, I, I they didn't stick the landing. I mean, the end. The last episode was almost funny. How lame it was. The first three episodes, I was texting a friend and I said, "I don't see what's so bad about it." Right. But then, like you said, those last. Well, two. the one fight scene, the episode where it was all the battle, was too dark. Everybody said, "I uh, thought it was fine." I didn't care about that I and then Arya um killing oh, the uh oh my gosh. it was a little too easy maybe but I loved it too easy I was a big I was gasping I, oh, was, I was screaming clapping. yeah I was I woke my wife up I was yelling so loud yeah. so. it was just Cersei they hate her for seven seasons and then she just dies under a building really can you let her do something I mean put up a fight or something she, I mean it was just she went from yeah. one of the strongest characters a little crazy but strong to just a measly it was unsatisfying. It was. It's still a great series. I think they could have, you know, made it last longer. But so, do you have HBO? I actually purchased it just for Game of Thrones. So you don't have it right now. I still do because it ends the end of October. Okay, I'm going to tell you one more thing before I let you go. Sloan Davis, admissions counselor, trying joining us on Trying Talk. Watch Succession. Succession. It's called Succession. Okay. It's basically a spoof on Rupert Murdoch, who owns Fox News, and his mm -hmm. family. Um, and so it's like a parallel path of another rich family that's in media. Okay. It is the best show I've seen in a long, long time. Um, this second it's in the second season, and you can watch all the episodes on HBO Go. Mm -hmm. The second season is outstanding. It's Breaking Bad good. It's Sopranos good. Like It, it is okay. that good. Um, so watch it and get back to me. Okay, then you watch Man in the High Tower or High mm -hmm. Castle. I will. Man in the High Castle. I'll yes, write it down right it now. It is set on... What, what is that on? It talks about if Japan and Germany had won World War II. Okay. It looks at what the world would have been. And there's actually a little bit of sci-fi in there as well. Very good. What network is this? It was on Amazon Prime. Oh, I, got, I have Amazon Prime. Yes, it's Amazon okay. Prime. You don't need any additional packages like HBO. It's very good. I think there's three seasons. I had to watch the first season and read up on it a little bit because I watched it so quick. So pay attention to it. But I was very satisfied. My father and I both watched it and were communicating about it. Good show.
Sloan Davis is an admissions counselor at Trine University. She is one of the most friendly people you'll see on campus. Um, I want to thank you for welcoming me. You were so kind when I was hired, and I appreciated your kindness and welcoming me. One of the many people that made me feel welcome. Um, and I think you're doing a great job down there. I mean, the admissions, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better crew down there. We appreciate everything you do. I can say the same about you and your staff. Thank you. Great job. You've we're, actually done some, I'm a Trine alum, a communications alum, and we're just, you're the young spark we needed. I'm excited to hear that. I love the fact that you said I was young. I think that in particular was a nice thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel that young all the time, but I appreciate it. And the best is definitely yet to come, I promise you. Only but positive growth. 100%. Sloan, great to see you. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Yep, me too. Thanks for listening to Trine Talk. Follow Andy Brown on his Twitter feed at Trine Voice. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.